past lives. Why do we have them? How many do we have? How can we learn from our past lives in this present life? And how does this life affect your future? What I mean by that is how does this lifetime affect your future lifetimes? Because guess what? This lifetime will one day become a past lifetime. If you have ever asked those questions or even thought that there could be an answer, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. Ask Holly Hall. You can find me at AskHollyHall.com and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. One of my favorite topics when I'm doing readings with people is around past lives. And I literally had a client ask me yesterday, what is my past life? Who's involved in those past lives? And how can I heal that in this lifetime? The way that I equate past lives, and if you're wondering how many you have, it's going to be mind-boggling, but we literally have millions, millions of past lifetimes. Okay, we are continuously growing and evolving collectively, not just here on Earth, but universally in all of the solar systems Everything, every planet, every being, every energy field is collectively evolving, expanding, and growing, becoming more light, becoming more bright, and becoming more purified. But let's keep these simple and just think that we only have several lifetimes. The best way that I can compare this to is let's imagine that you have 85 years in this lifetime. Each year in the whole scheme of karmic lives, in the whole scheme of past lives, imagine that each of those 84 years represents one lifetime. When you're in spirit and when you're in soul and when you're connected to the universal consciousness as I am, you have this deep understanding and this deep knowing that that is exactly the formula. This lifetime is but a blink of an eye. It's just but a moment. And as you can reflect on the past 20, 40, 60, 85 years with memories, and some of those memories even locked in your subconscious, many of our lifetime memories we don't even remember correctly or recall, unless we're reminded in one way or another. So this is exactly what it's like when you're in spirit form. You look at every single life with the memory and the people that you've met and interacted with and who you'd known and where you'd lived and the education you may have had, the jobs, what kind of a person were you? Just like a year and a year and a year in this lifetime, your soul, your spirit looks at it lifetime after lifetime exactly the same way. Okay, so why do we keep evolving? Why are we reborn, recycled over and over again? The best way that I can describe this is the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory 
is the idea that there was a single atom and it multiplied and it exploded and it just spewed out our galaxy <laughs> and our universes and a whole bunch of suns and planets and stars and everything else. And so imagine, and when scientists now, but I'm not going to say imagine, scientists now um, have proven and we know that there are many galaxies in our universe and that this is continuously expanding. Okay, and that our own galaxy, the Milky Way, is expanding. And therefore, we as a part, so, so above, as below, we are a part of this energy field. Everything, the blade of grass, the hummingbird, the, the bees, the, the wheat, the oceans, you know, us humans, the animal kingdom. We are all part of this energy field. We are enter, intertwined. We are entangled. Okay, so we all beating at the same heartbeat as the universe is. We're in rhythm with it. And therefore, we have no choice but to expand and grow and become pure. To become pure so that we admit only light. Very much as does a star. And FYI, a star takes 10 million years before it's formed. Before it is formed, before it is born, it is at the highest density. Before it is dropped and then formed into hot, hot stars. Before that, it's actually cold and dense. And so without being insulting, that's kind of what we're like. Yeah. And if you don't want to admit that you may have been like that or that you are like that, I'm sure you know a lot of cold, dense people, right? <laughs> I know I do. So how can you understand how or if your past life has any significance to who you are now? And what can you do about it? So let's, I'll start with tip number one. How many people do you have, have you had in your life that you have formed, first of all, a negative bond with, an entanglement, an enmeshment? You can't seem to shake them. Even if they're not in your life now, they affected you so deeply, it caused deep wounds that are very difficult for you to let go of, to heal. The memory is as if it happened yesterday. Possibly you've got a parent. A lot of people can relate to that. A parent where you just didn't connect. They were quite damaging. Their personalities were mean, cruel, distant, shallow, unloving, maybe not there at all. And you wonder, why was I born to such an unloving maybe abusive parent. Okay, that's the best example. Some of the examples are exes, people that we fell very much in love with. We didn't know why. At the moment that we met them, there was an attraction, even though you didn't understand who they were fully yet. And then you got yourself caught up in this destructive relationship that was difficult for you to get out of. Those people, 
are part of your karmic family. Those are people, those are souls that you have spent time with in other lives. And during those lives, significant things had happened that created this negative charge. It may have been that a whole bunch of you went through World War I or some famine. Or you lived in a country where there was extreme poverty and collectively you all suffered together. And this damage created such intensity within you, with on all of you, that you reconnect over and over again. Or it may be more individual than that, that you may have had a, a very difficult past lifetime with a sister and you may, you may have been cruel to that sister, mean to that sister. Maybe for whatever unselfish reason, you had to leave that sister. You couldn't be there for her. And therefore, she comes into this lifetime as your mother. Treating you with the anger and the distaste and the hurt on top of the wounds in this lifetime. And until... You heal that within yourself. No, you can't stop them. You cannot make them. You cannot change who they are. You cannot heal them. The only way that you can heal them is in the presence of your own healing. And even then, you may not see that in this lifetime. And how you heal yourself is not being attached to the emotions, the emotions that are the thinking around the thought of why did I have such a mean mom, etc. Right? So this is very Buddhism. It's uh, the art of attachment is, is very much around Buddhism or detachment. And you can look at that. It's really not so much detachment. It's attachment, not being attached. The other way is in good karmic relationships. When you meet somebody you just get along with right away. You have a child, you have a parent, you have a best friend, you have a co-worker. You might know this person for a year, for 10 years, your entire life. You just connect. There's not much that needs to be said. You never want to hurt the other person. You're very forgiving, understanding. And that is someone that you've had a great karmic relationship with. They supported you, they helped you, they guide you. Or maybe you did the same for them. Or both ways. And so there is this underlying understanding when you meet each other. Those can be soul families, soul twins, twin flames, soulmates, all different kind of uh, terminologies. Right? And so that's how you can discover that as well. Now, how do you work through karmic issues in this lifetime. Some of them may be ailments, illnesses, deformities. Those are also karmic debts that we have to uh, focus on in this lifetime, right? So for instance, myself, I was born with severe myopia. And a couple hundred years ago or a few hundred years ago, the when there wasn't spectacles or they may have not uh, seen it until I was a bit older 
you know, five or six or seven years old, I could have went blind. But I didn't. Now, severe myopia at birth is related to a few things. The inability to see the future, fear of the future, or the inability to be in the moment. Also, if seeing too much detail, looking too critical, having a critical eye. So I, knowing this, I am working on that in this lifetime. Now, how does your future lives manifest? It's according to what you're doing in this lifetime. How many people can you let go of? How many wounds can you heal? How much inner work can you do on yourself? And it doesn't have to be hard work. I'm telling you, one of the reasons I love doing astrology is because I can clearly see the manual that you are supposed to be born with. I get answers from the universe. I get answers from looking at your birth chart. It's very complex, but I see you as an individual layer on top of layer on top of layer on top of layer, thousands of layers that we have, that we secrete, that we give birth to different moments in our lifetime. And we forget about that. I mean, we don't have a 360 bird's eye view. We don't always have a multi-dimensional view of our lives. We get hyper-focused in a certain area of our life that consumes so much of our energy. We become myopic. <laughs> we become narrow-minded. And we forget about all of these other parts of ourselves that could come in and save the day. And so as a guide and as a coach, I can look at that in your chart and go, Hey, you're forgetting about this part of your personality. I really enjoyed the movie, and I don't know if you had seen it, where there was a little girl, it was a cartoon, and all of her feelings were little characters in her head. I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm sure it'll come to me. And there was Blue, which was when she was Blue. There was Joy. You know, there was the intelligent one. There was the one that was always confused. And I loved that movie because I was like, that's exactly it. That's what we have in our heads. We really do. And you remember in the movie where, where Blue could overtake, could overwhelm, could encompass, even joy. Right? So this is what we do. And so when I step in and I go, this is what you need to do. You're... You're so entangled. You're so enmeshed. The wounds are deep within your relationship with your father. And therefore, let's take a look at what those wounds are, how we can erase them, and how you cannot take this personally and become a stronger person without the attachment of the father wound. This is what we do. The more that you can empty your thoughts that won't turn into thinking, where emotions won't be attached, the better off you can heal. You can sit there and go through therapy after therapy and read book after book and have 
hundreds of hours of work done digging deep into that childhood story and how you can heal each and every individual wound that that parent created, seemingly created. Or you can take a look at how you can not be attached to that wound. Understand where it's trying to grow you. What area of you is trying to grow, expand, evolve. Just like the universe. And once you discover what that is, so for instance, you always find the opposite. So we can use the example, my father was very demanding on me and he was very difficult to please. He didn't respect me. And therefore, what you would say is, I am free to be who I need to be. I respect who I am. And I am loved. And therefore, when you have that essence, no father, no boss, no neighbor, not a single soul can change that, can shake it. No one can tear you off that foundation, no matter how mean they are. And so that's your lesson. To have respect for yourself. To have respect for others. If you had a mother that was critical or cruel, then your lesson is to be less critical. Your lesson is to understand who you are just the way you are. All of its bumps and dents and issues and wounds without any critical thinking. That's your lesson. And not to criticize back. It can be that simple. We don't have to be as critical of our childhood and tear it apart until there's It's so torn apart that there's pieces are so small, you don't even know what it is anymore. What you want to do is free yourself from that attachment. This karmic relationship can be very difficult because there's two things that go on. And I'm reminded by the story of a black man that was born and raised in the ghetto. And I seen him on a talk show about 20 years ago. And he became a movie star, very rich and very wealthy. And the interviewer asked him, what is it like to go back to the inner city, to the slums, to the ghetto where you were raised? And he said, that is very sad. It is very sad for me how I'm going to answer this. Because I did go back. I went back. I wanted to help my family get out of the ghetto. I wanted to buy them a house. I wanted to help my sisters. I wanted to help my neighbors. They wanted nothing to do with me. I was not a part of who they are anymore. I was not on their level. They did not understand. I wasn't a part of the tribe, the village, the culture. I lost my entire childhood. I lost all of my friends. And even though 
He enjoys being in the environment, in the new lifestyle that he has. A big, giant part of him, as he had said to the interview viewer, wanted to actually go back to the way it was because of how much he missed them. He knew he could never, and he knew he should never. But it was a lonely place. And so that's why we subconsciously, on a spiritual level, on an energetic level, and on a subconscious level, and sometimes consciously, we don't want to let go of those tribes, those people, that soul family, even though they're hurting us, even though they're damaging us. And that's why we cling to the attachments of the hurt and the memories and the thinking of the thoughts. That's why it's hard for us to let them go. So there you go. Past lives in a nutshell. I think I'm going to do another podcast on this because uh, there's a lot more. If you've got any questions, please make a comment below. Either where you found this podcast, on my website, askharleyhall.com, or at Holly Hall, Life with No Regrets, at iTunes, Apple. And I would be glad to answer them in the future. Namaste. May the stars be with you and may all your dreams come true.